the Ready Business Podcast on independent.ie. Let Vodafone Office Unlimited back up your business with unlimited high-speed fibre broadband. Hello, I'm Brian Purcell, and this is the Ready Business Podcast, the show for startups and SMEs looking for some inspiration, insights, and some great advice. On this week's show, I meet the Dublin entrepreneur who's revolutionizing frozen foods and bringing it back from the dead. Not only that, but Strong Roots is now being stocked by Ocado, the world's largest dedicated online retailer, as well as Amazon Fresh. This is Sam Denigan's Future Maker Story. Sam Denigan, welcome to the Ready Business Podcast. Great to have you on board. Sam, you're you're evangelizing about frozen foods, but I thought we'd left all that behind. I thought we were in the middle of a healthy food revolution. We are, and that's why we have frozen food. Um, I don't know if you've if you've uh, read any of the of the research, but actually, uh, freezing food is is keeping the nutrition in and and uh, is is widely accepted as a as a really really healthy form and channel of delivery of food. We, we we don't talk about uh, uh, frozen being one of the main constituents of, of our products, even though they do sit in the frozen aisle. Um, we just talk about it being good food, and the delivery method happens to be frozen. Yeah, because really, I suppose you're you're locking in the nutrients, aren't you? That's it. That's it. Over time, um, uh, as products start to deteriorate from um, picking in the fields. Uh, if they're frozen, it basically stops the bacterial development. So um, that's what they call locking in the nutrients. Yeah. It's really just about the uh, the, the, the preventing of um, of the loss of nutrients over a shorter space of time. Is is that what's happening in your business, Sam? Where you are you are you like blast freezing food as soon as it comes out of the ground, basically? Uh, with some, yes. Um, the, the process is called IQF, uh, individually quick. Uh, frozen, okay. and uh, some of the added value vegetables, in particular, you know, sweet potato fries, and some of the ingredients that go into the likes of our kale and quinoa burgers, soybeans in particular, would be IQF frozen from source and then used as a frozen ingredient in the actual product. Um, so it really depends on the product, but uh, a lot of them, yes, for sure. Tell me about strong roots then, and how you're bringing the frozen foods back from the dead, so to speak. Sure. Uh, well, Strong Roots is kind of a mix of uh, mix of interests of mine. Uh, I started off uh, at school, went to art college, wanted to be a painter, realised painting wasn't for me. Started doing graphic design and and advertising, um, and then um, while I was in art college, started working a uh, summer job in my family business, which I basically never left. Um, was in there for 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 ten years. Just got completely obsessed with the commercial goal as opposed to the conceptual one, and really enjoyed, uh, I suppose, having having a goal and achieving the goal as opposed to having a critique saying, yeah, you know, you're kind of there, but you're not there, which is quite frustrating to me. So, um, strongest is kind of a mix of the two: uh, the industry, uh, family experience for uh, ten years uh, in the in the family food business. And then the design, branding, and marketing elements come from um, the creative past, I suppose. So uh, I wanted to try and do something on my own outside of the family business. I wanted to try and make it creative, and I wanted to try and tell a story about the type of products that we were doing. And that's where Strong Roots came from. But obviously, the likes of Ocado and Amazon Fresh, they obviously agree with you. 
Yeah, they've been uh, they've been uh, really really quick and direct uh, ways for us to get our products to the consumer. Mm. You know, they're they're online. Uh, they are very much this century. Uh, they're using modern digital advertising as their main and principal uh, medium for speaking to the consumer. But they're also um, in a really, really good position for taking young and smaller brands because they're not competing for shelf space. One of the biggest issues in retail is that you have to wait for something to come off the shelf for years to go on. With the online online retailers, it's not like that because it's coming from a warehouse and they have the unlimited space. So um, it's a really, really good place for younger brands to start because you're not competing with the bigger brands. How did you actually get into their, if you like, virtual stores? Is it, is it tough to get into them? Like, are they hard to break into? Are they hard to get to? Uh, is it hard to sell into them? Well, uh, the Amazon Fresh story is quite a good one. I was at uh, Taste of London two years ago with um, my wife and my marketing director. And we were having a wander around looking at various different uh, restaurant concepts. And Taste of London is not really like Taste of Dublin. It's kind of, there's a lot more kind of uh, retail brands yeah. existing there. And basically, um, we walked up to the stands and we started talking to uh, one of the team. It turned out she was the marketing director for Amazon Fresh in general. So we had a conversation and uh, explained what we did and explained that I'd been in touch. And the next day, she put me onto the um, directly onto the, the frozen buyer and uh, we never looked back. So uh, have those have those conversations if you get a chance. And the, the likes of Avocado then, you know, big, massive, multinational themselves. Was it tough to get into those? Ocado have a very, very strong relationship with um, one of our retail partners, uh, Waitrose. Okay. Uh, we, we decided to launch with Waitrose in the UK market because of their perception to the consumer. Their price points are a little bit higher. Their quality tends to be extremely high. They're extremely innovative, and they take on products that aren't proven in the market because they can see a trend for them. Um, so we chose them as our launch partner because of all of those things. And previously, Okada would have been the official online channel for Waitrose. Okay. So um, it's a close relationship. And I think one would have fed the other. So actually, Okada came to us um, because of the traction that we were getting in the market as opposed to us going to them. Obviously, Waitrose were, were, were happy with you then. Um, so the UK has really taken off for you, Sam. You know, how and why is that compared to here? Um, well, um, I think, well, the UK has been a development uh, on Ireland for us. Uh, it was always the goal, to be honest. Um, while Ireland is definitely my home market, uh, the bigger opportunity and goal was always to go to the UK because of the 65 million people yeah. and, the, and, and the large amount of, of, of positivity towards Frozen in particular and, and, and changing trends. Um, I think in general, because of uh, social media and because of people's interaction and digital medias in general, global trends are emerging now more closer than ever at the same time. Okay. It used to be, it used to be that something would happen on the west coast of America or something would happen in you know, a small area of Europe or, you know, even um, more frequently from Scandinavia because they're very design-led 
people in general. Now, if any one of those places starts to uh, find something that catches on quite quickly, people can replicate that really fast. And it's happening on a global basis. So, you know, we get calls about our products in uh, Middle East and uh, China, uh, Singapore. Uh, and I was just speaking to a guy in Uganda yesterday who was looking to try and uh, supply some ingredients. So because of the connectivity, it's happening really, really quickly. And then completely separately, because processed food and poor quality food, high sugar, high salt, high saturated fat content food, has been the cheaper food for so long. Uh, the industry was just waiting for a healthy alternative. Um, and, and I think that really shows we, we just, we've just launched with um, Tesco UK. Okay. And over 500 of their stores. Wow, that's and great. The, it's, it's our biggest single customer yet. And the reaction to the products and, and in that mass environment, you know, they're mass markets, they have an average consumer, graphic, etc. And the reaction to the products has been astounding. You know, we're getting essentially fan mail from individuals. One lady last week wrote us a, a poem because she was so relieved <laughs> that there was healthy fast foods. Um, which is, is crazy and we've never seen that before so we've always tried to do make sure that we listen because companies stopped listening for the long, longest time Where do you get the product from? Is it all Irish that you freeze here and send over or are you buying over in England for the English market and freezing over there? We, ha we haven't managed to manufacture yet an Irish product um, in the beginning that was because uh, of competition as well as availability. Uh, so our first product was um, our oven-baked sweet potato fries. Uh, sweet potato doesn't grow in Ireland, unfortunately, yeah. because uh, there's no humidity and not a lot of sun. And they're the two things that the the um, the crop needs. Um, then when we were looking for scale and exclusivity, uh, believe it or not, there's no mass scale frozen food manufacturers on the island with the exception of some of the perceived competition who we obviously didn't want to run to to make our products. Yeah. Um, so sweet potato fries come from a split between France and, and America and our kale and quinoa burgers come from um, uh, Central Europe as well as some of the vegetables. Fortunately, now that we're growing and have a bit of uh, Cloud, when it comes to manufacturing and volumes, we're actually looking at, um, with a couple of Irish manufacturers at the moment, uh, to set some new product development up for early 2019. So, but only because we now have enough volume and are our own competition, etc., are we able to do it. And I find that's one of the biggest issues for Irish small producers to be able to get that critical mass without having a, a Me Too or a copycat version okay. on the market within a couple of weeks. So we strategically chose the opposite for the start and now we're going back to try and uh, manufacture on the island. And you said the sweet potato was your first product, is it? Yep, yeah, that's our, that's our, Why our, was that? our showstopper. It's been one of the most successful Irish food launches uh, of a single product ever, I think, um, I can claim. And why was that though? Did you, did you just was there just a niche, and it's it's a you know it's, it's as as healthy as the spud. Yeah, it is, and um, the, the only difference is is how the, uh, uh, the the 
how the starch breaks down in the body. Otherwise, the nutrition is is pretty much like for like, and we've never kind of we've never uh, disassociated ourselves with the potato. I come from a a potato business from the family business. It's one of the biggest packers on the island. Um, it's a great crop, but tastes have changed, and people who you know, are looking for a complex carbohydrate versus a, a simple one. They're going towards the sweet potato, okay. and I think that was the main that was the main interest in in how the product was so successful so quickly. But um, I think for the longest time, you had you know TGI Fridays and Eddie Rockets doing market testing for a product that just wasn't being brought to market by the big guys, okay, yes. and. Um, the reason I saw the opportunity is because I was actually buying uh, raw material for um, uh, McCain's as a middleman for a McDonald's supermarket trial. And, um, you know, they were basically making a hangs of it, and I was advising them to do it the way that I've now done it. And for various different reasons in their business, they couldn't. So that's how we started off, actually. It was about seeing an opportunity from within the business, which is quite common. And when you started off there, Sam, back in uh, 2015 in Ireland, was it difficult convincing stores to take you on? Impossible. Really? Um, yeah, every single one of the retailers told me it wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, they told me it was going to be too expensive. They told me that, you know, it hadn't really taken off the consumer yet. Um, and luckily, because I was working from the inside and seeing the global trends, I knew that they were completely wrong. Um so we kept knocking on them. I had heard about the Food Academy through SuperValue, and uh, to be fair, the scout for them, um, I, I did the, the Food Academy in the Dublin region, and he saw them immediately. Um, uh, and a guy called Ken O'Connor, and basically realized from that point what the opportunity was and how much of a win it could be for them as a supermarket group. So gave them six months exclusivity, and within that time, all the other retailers wanted to get on board. So we very, very quickly pushed it out to the rest of the market yeah, during 2016 from that point. It's to get that good fortune, really, to get that one person to take a punt, and that's the most difficult part, really, isn't it? That's it. I mean, so, you know, you have, to, you have to either convince people to, to see it for themselves, and I think, um, you know, what that program specifically was really good for was seeing they could see the macro trends and what the consumers were asking for. And then yeah. all these small producers are coming to them with ideas. The difficult part is converting it into the big business. But, um, yeah, um, it's, it's about taking a punt both on the producer side as well as um, the supermarket side for sure. And Sam, you mentioned earlier about your family. You come from a long line of fruit and veg suppliers. So food really is in your DNA. Yeah. Uh, my granddad set up a company called Sam Denigan and Company in 1976. Okay. Still run by my dad and my uncle. And um, I was in that business for 10 years. Um, still a thriving business for them. And, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to try something on my own. So, yeah, it's very much, you know, it, it comes from agriculture. So they started out, they were managers of cooperatives and, um now they're retail food service wholesale suppliers of fresh food across the country and and sometimes into Europe. So, yeah, it comes it comes from a place of experience. Yeah, you definitely have this uh, individualistic kind of streak in you, Sam. Because, like I said, you're out your own, but like you studied art college, though. 
I mean, the plan was they were really to go into the family business, was it? Or, you know, you ended up back there. Uh, but like, you know, art? Tell me, art to food? Yeah, no, I won't. I mean, they're, they're pretty much the same <laughs> thing if you uh, if you ask a chef. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, basically I wanted to make, uh, I wanted to be a marketer, but I didn't realize that marketing exists. I only, know, I only knew that the creative parts of it did, so advertising and graphic design, visual communication. So um, I wanted to tell the story to people in a really creative way and uh, be very unique about it, but didn't realize that entrepreneurship and commercial could be that channel. Yeah. Um, so like like anyone, it takes, takes time to find your niche and what works for you. Yeah. I mean, that creative streak, you have brought it to your entrepreneurship, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you have to, um, because uh, it's incredibly competitive and, you know, very, very quickly people can, I suppose, see what you see. So, saying that, you know, we have a champion in Strong Roots in particular over the last few years is that we have to be a design-led company. It has to be for a, uh, it has to be for a consumer first, and then everything works from back from that. So anything from the packaging and how it looks to the consumer and how it feels and how they feel about, you know, the visuals of the product. You know, these are all part of the decision-making process. And if you apply them to yourself first, consumer, you very quickly get to a place where um, people understand very quickly how to do what you do. So you have to continually reinvent yourself. And and that's what the, that's where the creativeness comes in. Yeah. And you need to change. Like, uh, I'm just going through, you know, the resume of Strong Roots. I mean, you Ocado, you've Waitrose, you're in Tesco now. New product lines being introduced by the company. Um, you recorded a turnover of 2 million in 2016. You're forecasting revenues of 10 million for, uh, for the year just gone by. Um, you know, what was the light bulb moment? You started back in 2015. The light bulb moment and, uh, you know, where you're going, right, strong roots, this is where it's at. And was it tough to get the family on board, you know, to, because I presume, did you get some backing from them? Because this is quite a radical departure from your traditional fruit and veg business. Um, I mean, not really. I've been been working on brands within the family business for the previous three, four years. Um, I had created, created my own one called Sam's Potatoes. And then after that, I'd sub-licensed the Green Giant brand from, General Mills and a company called Growers Express in California to try and do what I'm doing now. Um, what we didn't realize was that the consumer didn't want what we were pushing onto them. We were creating it for ourselves as opposed to creating it for the consumer. So it was very much a, the light bulb moment was, hold on, here's a, an entire category of food in Frozen, which no one has been trying to adapt to the consumer for at least 10 to 15 years. And that came from doing a lot of research and doing a lot of planning, not from, I suppose, just just having a go. It was really, I suppose, something that was opened up in front of me and it realized that the bigger companies didn't see that opportunity. So we've taken it, we're running with it. Um, I'd like to think that we're leading it for sure in, in Ireland and, and now in the UK. Um, and we want to do that globally. And the family coming on board, like you're, you're obviously well able to convince them. Yeah, that, I mean, it's uh, it's actually it's actually very cohesive because my yeah. family are now one of my suppliers. 
We use them as a we use them as a distributor and a warehouse. Um, they they do a lot of stockholding and and, and, and service provision. Um, obviously, my dad is uh, uh, the unofficial conciliary of the business, and um, he's uh, he's kind of on the end of the backbone whenever I need him. So um, yeah, now it's been that's been a really really good um, positive part of the whole thing. Uh, but yes, initially it was quite difficult to understand what I was doing because yeah. um, uh, marketing in general in a in a commodity industry is sometimes seen as uh, unnecessary but um, now it, it makes complete sense and actually the businesses uh, support each other so it's really really good Sam Denigan been great speaking to you and continued success and strong roots yeah pleasure thanks for having me that's it for this week's episode of the Radio Business Podcast my thanks to Sam Denigan of Strong Roots for joining me on the show don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and join me next time as we discover more inspiring future maker stories Never miss an opportunity by managing all your calls through one unified solution. Vodafone, one net business.